0: Well, friends, this morning we start, we launch a series entitled, here it is here, Pray with Purpose. Over the next four weeks, well, there's a youth service in there, so we'll be over five weeks, but four four messages on this title, Pray with Purpose. And the reason we're doing this series is because I believe that's what the Lord has led me, us, to. When I was in the UK, I was praying and saying to God, God, what is next? And I sensed him say that he wants me. And us, corporately and as individuals, to grow, as our themes grow this year, to grow in our prayer. As individuals, as, as individuals, corporately, to take prayer to, to a whole new level. So, over the next four weeks, I'm gonna talk to you about, and today's gonna be about why we should pray. The following week will be how, should we should, how to pray, then who should pray, and the final week will be around t- talking around prayer and fasting. And then after that, we're going to give you opportunities to gather together throughout the week, and we'll talk more about that in small groups, and pray, and put the stuff that you're learning into practice. As we launch this series, let me ask you this question this morning. How would you describe your prayer life? Ooh, that could be very comfortable for Nikki Freeman, if she's a prayer, and Rex Harris, where's Mr. Rex? Very comfortable, man of prayer, woman of prayer. But for the rest of us, does it make you wiggle in your chair and go, oh, that's not such a comfortable sort of question? Let me give you some examples of what your prayer life might look like. Do you have a prayer life where you pray prayers of help, help? You're going about life, doing your own thing, and all of a sudden you run into a situation that's outside your control and you go, oh dear, I need help. God, help me. Is that the full extent of your prayer life? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're a, a person that comes to dinner, lunchtime, dinner time, and you pray a short prayer like this. For what we are about to receive, Lord, please make me. When I was on beach mission, we, asked, we used to click our fingers and do cool graces like this. God is great. God is good. And we thank you. You know it. We're going to thank you morning, noon, and night. We're going to thank you, Lord. Because you're out of sight. Amen. 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 Does anyone know this? Does anyone know the Superman Grace? Thank you, God, for giving us food. Thank you, Lord, for giving us food for the food we eat and the friends we meet. Thank you, God, for giving us food. Amen. <laughs> awesome. How bad is that? Maybe you're a uh, a uh, nighttime prayer. Nighttime prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray thee, Lord, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray thee, Lord, my soul to take. I had to read that because that's not one of my prayers. Maybe that's, maybe that's your prayer. That's the extent of your prayer. Or maybe you spend a few, minutes in day, a few minutes a day praying about your family, yourself, your situation. Or maybe it's 15 minutes a day where you pray for yourself, your situation, what's today. You pray for the church leadership. Please do that. I need it. You pray for your church family. You pray for the world and the situations in the world. Or maybe you're someone who spends an hour a day in prayer, and you have a list, and each day there is a different list that you pray about. Or maybe you're someone who walks with God like Adam did in the garden, and and, and throughout the day you talk to him, and you chat with him, God, this is next, can you help me? Or God, what do I do here? How would you describe your prayer life? Now at LifeGate, we like to get real. So let's get real. Let's get honest. Turn to the person next to you. And answer this question. How would you describe your prayer life? Go for it. Alrighty, Have you confessed your sins to one another this morning? Confessed your sins to one another? You got real? Good. You got real? got real this morning. In your life groups this week, you're going to have the same question. In your life groups, so you'll have the opportunity to um, talk about your answers in your life groups, encourage you to be part of your life groups. Um, I've never been a great prayer. Um, haven't been great at it, and something that I'm not real proud of. I was, I was at a conference um, last year, and I was listening to one of my heroes in the faith do a, do a talk, and 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 he did this. Um, he made this comment that was one of those comments that just on, on the side, and he said this. He said, "I've never been a really great prayer." That's what he said. I'm, I'm a, not a great prayer, and, and when I heard that, I was like, awesome. Because if my hero in the faith isn't a great prayer, that means I'm not that bad after all. And if, and if he can do what he's doing without a heap of prayer, well, maybe I can do what I'm maybe I can do what I'm doing without a heap of prayer. Now that's what I thought. That's what I thought at the time. But in hindsight, that's not a very good thought, is it? It's not because that's not what that's not what God wants for each of us. Because God wants us to be a people of prayer, friends. Prayer isn't just for the for the widows. Yeah. Prayer isn't just prayer isn't just for the don't hit Marcelo. He's not a widow. I love you, Marcelo. Man of faith. Michelle that's mean. Oh, good, just checking. Um, um, what am I saying? I've lost the plot. Where am I up to? Oh, it's not just for the widows, it's not just for the intercessors, it's not just for the staff or the pastors. The prayer is for every everyone. God wants all of us to be people of prayer. So this morning, I'm going to look at this, this, this first, first question of why pray? Why should we pray? And this morning, I want to give you five. How many? The fifth one's the shortest one. They get shorter as I... No, they don't actually. They get a bit longer than they get a bit shorter. This, I want to give you five reasons why we should pray. Are you ready for the number one? Here it is. Number one, God commands it. The scripture says this in Colossians chapter 4. Devote yourselves to prayer. What's the word? Devote. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. Now, when I think of the word devote, I think the word devote is much more than a prayer before you eat food, or a prayer before you go to sleep, or a prayer when you're in difficulty. I reckon a, a devoted prayer is one that is deliberate, one that is focused one that is planned, one that you have a strategy for. Much like my fishing holidays. When I go fishing, my, my wife would say that I am devoted to fishing. I have a plan. I have a strategy. I have a focus. And guess what? I catch fish because I I, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared and I'm devoted and I'm dedicated to it. I wonder if your prayer life is one that is devoted. Are you one who has a plan? Are you focused? Are you deliberate? Because that's what devotion looks like. And it's not just in Colossians 4 that we're told how to pray. It says in 1 Thessalonians, it says, Rejoice always. Pray. What's the word? Pray continually. Here's another scripture from Romans 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Faithful in prayer. Pray continually. Be devoted to prayer. And friends, the thing about each one of these words, devoted, faithful, continually, is that they are directions or they are commands that God is giving us. So if we're not faithful, continual, devoted, we're actually sinning. Not that we're doing anything wrong, rather we aren't doing the thing that we should be doing. We're falling short of his standard, his glory, so it's sin. And friends, let me just say that this first point of God commands it, that should be enough today. I should be able to go, that end the lesson, let's sit down, let's sing a song, let's go home. Because if we're full on Christians and we're, and we're deliberate in coming under his authority and obeying him, if God says it, I believe it, that settles it, let's do it. If God commands it, that should be enough. But let me give you four more today. That's number one. What's the first one? What's the second one? Prayer is powerful and effective. In James 5:16, this is what it says, "The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective." You know, I think people some people think that prayer is a waste of time. You're simply shooting words into the sky. Other people think prayer is for weak people. Other people think prayer is simply about making yourself feel better as you tell someone or something how you're going. But let me say, friends, it's much, much, much more than that. The scripture is clear that it is powerful and effective. This, this our verse comes from this passage, from verse 13 to 16, and it's around, it's around prayer. He says, this is our James writing to the church. Um, he writes, Is anyone among you in trouble? What's your response? Let them pray. If anyone is happy... Let him sing songs of praise. Now, it doesn't say prayer there, it says songs of praise. But if you're thinking about a song, and there's really two two types of songs. Songs that we sing to each other, like, God is good and his love endures forever. That's a song we sing to each other to encourage each other. But then the other songs we sing is, Thank you, Jesus, you rescued me. As we sing those songs of adoration directly to him, that's just like a prayer. We're like praying through song. So when we're happy, We should sing songs of praise. We should pray. Is any one of you sick? What should you do? Call the elders of the church to pray over them. And it goes on. And anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. That's a good practice. To each other. Notice it doesn't say to the priest. It says, "There, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. And that's around accountability so that you may be healed. And then it says here, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, the word prayer in this last verse where it says the prayer of a righteous person, that last bit, the word for prayer is a different word to, from the, the words pray above. It's a different Greek word. The our word for prayer in, in the our last sentence is, is really about a prayer of petition, where you pray, and you pray, and you seek, petition, that you keep petitioning God. The next thing it says is that this petitioning in prayer of a righteous person. If you're a righteous person this morning, lift up your hand. Here we go. How are we going in the Aussie culture saying we're righteous? Are we go okay with that? Let me tell you this. If you're a Christian, that's Stephen DeMomber. You can put it down now. I've seen that hand. You wanted to be extra righteous. I saw that. Um, If you're a Christian here this morning, if you're a person who's put your trust in Jesus, you are righteous. Amen? Not because you're a good person, but God is so good that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that he could take your sin upon himself. And when Jesus took your sin, God then sees you as righteous because you are no longer seen as a sinner, but as a saint. You are no longer carrying your own sin because Jesus has carried it for you. Therefore, you are right when God looks at you. You are righteous. Try that again. Hand up all the righteous people in the room. Awesome. If you're a Christian, you're righteous. Now, that's one explanation of this verse. As I read some of the commentators on this, some of the commentators said, actually, it's not necessarily referring to Christians and their standing in Christ. It's referring to Christians who are in right living. And those people, it's their prayer is powerful and effective. Now, I don't know how how, how true that is, but But uh, what I know is this, that as you as a Christian align yourself with God, come under his rule and authority, and as your mind is renewed and your heart is transformed, you start to think and act more like God. And as you start to think and act more like God, your prayers are much, much more in alignment with his will. And it says in 1 John 5 verse something, I wrote the last number as a squiggle, it's, I think it's 14, it says, when we pray the will of God, that God hears and answers our prayers, yeah? So as, you're, as you are transformed and you pray in alignment with his will, God will answer your prayers because you are, playing, you are praying the very things that, that he wants. So yes, you are righteous in Christ, but as you become more and more like him, your prayers will be answered because you will ask the things that he wills for your, your life and the world. Is that clear? Yeah, really good. Go on. It then says that... Actually, have actually got it on the next screen. Oh, no, it's not. It then says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When you pray, you are tapping into the greatest power source the universe has ever seen. It's a bit like trying to, I don't know, hammer a nail into a piece of timber versus a What are those? Nail gun. Boom. And it's in. It's like trying to drill a hole into brickwork, but then you get a big hammer drill, and it goes straight through. Even more, even more is the powerfulness of God that is for me and you. In Ephesians chapter 1, it says the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead is for us, that he can use in our world. John Piper says this. He's a Christian theologian. He writes, what you can do in five years, God can do in five minutes. What you can do in 50 years, he can do in five seconds, five milliseconds, such is the power of our God. Friends, God is powerful and he is. Our prayers are effective because he hears them and he moves. The actual um, next verse after we read, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. From James five sixteen, the very next, very next verse, the writer then gives us an example, and he shoots us back to one Kings chapter seventeen and eighteen, where he talks, where he talks about Elijah, who was known as one of the great Old Testament prophets, and it gives us an example of a righteous man in God's sight, someone who loved God, honored God, and he prayed, and this is what happened. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly. That it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Now, it's interesting when you go back to 1 Kings 17, it doesn't say anywhere that Elijah prayed. It simply says that he declared, and in James actually gives us more information. But here, the whole point is here's an example of a person who was after God, who loved God, who was righteous in God's sight by what? By the future death of Jesus, as he prayed. God heard and God answered his prayer and something mighty happened. Friends, when you pray, know that your prayers are powerful. They are powerful and they are effective. Throughout the Old Testament, we see it. As you look at Exodus, the people cried out to God, God, rescue us from slavery, and God sent Moses to rescue them. The people, as they left Egypt, found bitter water that they couldn't drink. Moses prayed, and God changed the water from bitter to drinking water. They ran out of food. God, Moses prayed, and God gave them manna and quail in the desert. And you can see throughout the scriptures, read through the book of Acts, answer to answer to answer of prayer. Friends, your prayers are not just words shooting into the sky. They're not a waste of time. They don't just make you feel better. But when you pray, you touch the, the hand of God and God moves his hand in your favor in the world around us, your prayers are powerful and effective. That's the second point this morning. What's the first point? God, what's the second point? Your prayers are powerful and effective. Number three, the world needs God's touch. Why do we pray? How are we going? Are we going okay? How's the temperature in the room? It's hot. Is anyone else hot? Is it, how, are you, how are you guys in the back corner? How's the temperature? Alyssa, is it okay? Yeah, over here, are okay? Marcelo, in a T-shirt? Awesome. Good. <laughs> Friends, everywhere, there's, there's a lot of information today. That was like the half-time t- half break. So h- <laughs> hang in there. Hang in there. Everywhere we look, um, there is difficulty in the world. There's heartache. There's poverty. There's people acting poorly. There's destruction. There's... Everywhere you look, there's a mess, and God wants to invade those situations, and he partners with us as we pray. He, part, he moves in those situations. A, a country over the last few decades that's had, well, not so much the last one, but the decades before that's had a lot of mess is the country of Cambodia um on the 2nd of September fathers day night i'm i myself mark and sam boomer are going to cambodia to check out this ministry called transform transform cambodia there's the front of their website and and this and this ministry is set up by a, a couple of these aussie guys in perth who are multi 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 millionaires and they've invested gazillions i won't say how much cuz we're being recorded um, lots of money, more zeros that I can count, um, into this ministry of transforming the nation. And their idea is this. I've I copied it off their website. It says this. At Transform, we seek out and rescue the most vulnerable and neglected street children of Phnom Penh. That's the capital. We rescue and protect protect them from the many injustices caused by poverty. Po- poverty. We educate, we clothe, and we feed them. We restore their dignity and hand them keys to a life of unlimited potential. I had the privilege of having dinner with the with the guy that set this up, and it is their vision is I'm a visionary, but this guy's vision is huge than much huger than mine, immeasurably more. <laughs> Ephesians three, at least imagine God, how much more? And and he set up these centers of up to a hundred kids, and the idea is that churches partner, and he's he's put all the money in, like he can run it himself for the next hundreds of years, right? He doesn't want to run on himself. He wants churches involved for the longevity of this. And they set up centers of about 100 kids. They get kids off the dumps and, the, and, they, and they train them and they share Jesus with them with the idea that they grow and they develop and they lead the nation forward because the whole generation of leaders in that nation was wiped out um, through horrible stuff that happened, the atrocities there. And so their, so their dream is to train, to train the next generation of leaders. And myself, Mark, and Sam are going to check it out. And if we come back with the thumbs up, we're hoping that's going to be the number one mission focus, overseas mission focus, for LifeGate Church, where we'll have a child sponsorship program, where we get to sponsor the kids, and we send teams every few months. We go to our center called LifeGate, and we get to meet our kids. We take Stu the Chef, we take Discovery D, we play games, we encourage, we love, we pray, and we're going to see a small part of this world transformed. What do you think? Tony? What a good idea. Take a video of here and show them what we do. Great idea, Tony. You are an ideas guy too, mate. I love that, Tony. Thank you, mate. So friends, with all this stuff around the world, we can get involved and, and we can help and we can go to Cambodia and support. But God also wants us to pray that situations are changed. And that's what the scripture says here in, in Matthew chapter 6 in, in, the, uh, in, in the Lord's Prayer. Jesus' disciples ask him to pray, and this is what Jesus says. He says, pray this way. Pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, if you prayed that prayer in the past, we just say that, wrote those words off. But these words, oh my goodness, are they powerful. Jesus says, your kingdom come. Now, his kingdom is around. Jesus, God's king. And he has a domain. And if you're a Christian this morning, you are part of his kingdom. You're part of his domain because he he is your Lord. And Jesus prays that his kingdom will come and will expand even more so. And that God's will will be done on earth just like it's done in heaven. People under the authority of God. People in relationship with God. No sickness. People worshipping God. No death. No disease. That's what God desires for people. Heaven on Earth, and Jesus prays that that this world would come under the authority and the rule and the reign of our God and our, and our Savior Jesus Christ, and God wants us to pray for the world around us, the mess that we see for what 's happening in this nation, particularly with the farmers. I had a chat with Ross this week about what 's happening with the farmers. And I made a phone call to the CMA, the Country Women's Association, about what can we do as a church to support the farmers. We'll talk more about that next week. But they simply said, give us money to their um, emergency relief funding. That's the best thing we can do. They give $3,000 per family. We'll talk about that in the f- next few weeks. But we, we, we need to pray for the world around us and the things that, the, things that are on God's, God's heart. That's number three. Number four. Here we go is that we are in a spiritual battle. Number four, we're in a spiritual battle. Friends, we we regularly talk about God and his throne and his power and his reign, but we don't talk a heap about Satan, the devil, and and, and his desire for what he wants for the world. And maybe we should speak about it more. We don't want to give him too much notice, of course. But we need to be aware, for the Scripture says clearly in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul writes to the the churches in the area, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Important verse for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Friends, we are in a spiritual battle. And the spiritual realm is influencing the natural. We don't see the spiritual. We see the natural, right? Sometimes God gives us glimpses into the spiritual for visions and stuff. But what we see is the natural. But there is a spirit realm, and it's happening. And there is a battle going on. Now, let me explain the battle like this. God has won the battle. Have you ever had a wrestle with a younger brother or sister? Have you ever wrestled your kids? Come on, be honest. Have you ever wrestled your kids? right? So with, uh, will sticking his hand up in the foyer, right? So with, um, so, so with Aiden, right? Laying into him like this, jump on top of him. And then I, I got him down. And then what he, I can't, that's a bit silly. A bit up higher. I, 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 I get him down and I pin him down and he's laughing because he can't do anything. But then he gets his hand, right? And he flicks it into my face like this. Even though he's pinned down, he's defeated, he can't win. He still flicks his head up and smacks me in the head. And that's a bit like Satan does, right? God's won; He's got Him pinned down, but Satan's still flicking His hand to smack us in the head. Right? The, is that true? It is. The, Satan, Satan is described in one Peter five as a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's described as the god of this age. He's described as the one in Ephesians 2 who influences us before we come to Christ. And as even as Christians, if we allow him to, he can take a foothold or he can, he can influence our lives even as Christians if we give him a spot. Now, God is king and, and, and our God is Lord, and we need to remember that. But Satan is, he is out there to get us. Satan is out there to pull down everything God would want. He's out there to destroy God's will. And so God says for us to pray. In this verse, it talks about what we should do. It says, "Oh, where's that verse in? Oh, I lost it. Did I, I think I missed the verse? No, I have missed the verse. In verse thirteen, it then talks about the, the the armor of God, and in verse thirteen, and going forward, it talks about putting on the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation. The feet, the feet, and, and, and it's not about the armor, it's about the things. Put on righteousness, put your thinking around salvation, put on truth, use the, use the power of the Holy Spirit, which is, is that the sword, shield, which is shield of faith. Thank you, Nikki. Be, be people of faith who would trust God when the difficulties come, and the sword of the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. And then he says this the final thing, our weapon of prayer, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. With all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in change. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Here as a soldier, he says that we are to pray on all occasions for every situation that we're in. As a soldier, we are to be alert to what is going around us, to the situation, to the attack of the enemy, and pray about those things. And pray for God's people. Friends, for the person next to you is in a spiritual battle. They are. As Christian leaders, we're in a spiritual battle. Pray for us. Pray that we would, as Mark Shum gave a video to me last week about resist the devil Submit to God, that's where it starts. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Friends, we, we, we have, there is no need for us to be afraid of Satan, for he's a defeated enemy. And because of who we are in Christ, we have authority over him and, 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 and all this demonic stuff. But we need to be aware and we need to pray that God would protect, that, that our God would move, that the work of the enemy will be bound and removed in Jesus' name. The fourth thing, the fourth reason we need to pray is because we're in a spiritual battle. And number five, the last one, nearly there, Mel, we put God where he belongs. Fifth one, final one, when we pray, we put God where he belongs. Now, what do I mean by that? Is that when we pray, we recognize who he is and we recognize who we are. We recognize that God is God and I am not. <laughs> We recognize that he is all-powerful and I am so limited. We recognize that he sees the whole picture and I only see this little piece of my little of the puzzle that I live. When we pray, we recognize that he can and I can't. When we pray, we recognize that there's so much out of my control, but there's so much within his control. When we pray... We put him in the rightful place. Here's a scripture. I try to find one. It's a bit difficult. Here's one. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That's who we're praying to. The one who can do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Five things today. Why pray? Number one, God commands it. Number two, it's powerful and effective. Number three, the world needs God's touch. Number four, we're in a spiritual battle and finally... We put God where He belongs. This message today was was hopefully going to motivate you to pray. Because the why, when you ask why, that helps us with the motivation. So out of these five, out of these five answers to why to pray, which one of those motivates you the most to pray? five, which one of these is your main, well, out of today's message, which one motivates you the most to pray? Talk to the person next to you. One minute, go for it. Which one motivates you the most to pray? All righty. Let me say this, that these five things are not the only five reasons to pray. Ange came up to me and said, one of the reasons I pray is to have a relationship with my heavenly father. What a great reason to pray. Great one, Ange. Great one. Yeah, could be that one. Number five, where. Show me your fingers. Assuming you have five, you only got three, just like you can help me out. That way you can add them up. Um, Which one for you is the one that motivates you the most? You got seven, Saskia. Oh, five and two, right. Seven. Five and two. He's powerful and effective. Put where you've got. Up the back, three, one, five, three, 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 five. How many fingers? Three, five, three, threes. What's three? The world needs God's church. That's five, two, three, four, four, two, two, five, one, one. Nikki Freeman, not surprising, one. Jess, what did you put up? Two. Powerful and effective. That's great. That's really good. Now let me say this to you. If if prayer doesn't come easy to you, if prayer doesn't come easy to you, join the club. Join the club. It's sometimes not easy. But I reckon the more you do it, the more beautiful it is. Since i come back, I've been challenged. Um, Not every day, but most days, the first 15 minutes, I jump out of bed, put tracksuit pants on a jumper, and I sit on the side of my bed and pray. And let me tell you, it is beautiful. Committing the first 15 minutes of the day to prayer, it is so good. If you struggle with this, fight for it. If you want to change the way you pray, do something about it. As you talk in your life groups this week, get some accountability. In your life groups, you're going to be talking about a the uh, Next You version app around the, your, your daily de, daily devotionals. There, there are two that I've suggested around prayer. One's five days, one's 10 days. Talk to your group about it and do a devotional around prayer together. Hold each other accountable. Go after it. Pursue it. Because God wants us to be people of prayer. Amen.